I would just like to say that there are other ways to bless people too, and, and this is a blatant plug, but this box sits on the table by the food over there, and I almost just knocked, <laughs> knocked your head off, sorry. Um, but, but Lydia House blesses others through your donations. And, they, and they, we, we, not they, because Lydia House is us, we bless others in many, many ways, some ways that, that most of us never hear about. But the leadership, the leadership takes that responsibility seriously and blesses others. So even as you blessed each other today with words, um, think about asking God what he would have you bless each other with with regards to donations. But just also um, mention that if there are any new people here, uh, we have this list. Um, those of you who are here every week go, oh, God, do we have to hear about this again? But it is a nice way to keep in contact. We just send out an email just once a week, usually, uh, letting you know what's going on, what's coming up. And um, often we have the, um, the previous week's sermon in there um, in an MP3 file that you can listen to if you, if you need to or, or the notes from it or something like that. So if that's you and you haven't signed up yet, uh, just give us your email address and um, we'll send something out to you. I believe we're going to hear more about love today, are we not? Yes, a specific area of love. Well, hmm. And love is of the three, the greatest of the three. That makes it real great. That's the really two great. Are pretty great. That's that's right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we are going to be speaking of love of children today. Love of children, love toward, toward children, love from children, and the children are going to help. So we don't want to send the children away today. No, not today. <laughs> Keep the children here. In fact, let's bring them on. Where are the children? Because we understand that there's something that they're going to actually give us today. So come on, kiddos. They worked on it during Sunday school. So if you weren't at Sunday school, you probably don't know what's happening if you are one of the children. But you could certainly stand with them. And if they say something and you feel free, you could say it too. Here they come. Let's bring them on. So uh, Paul asked us to do something for Sunday school that would uh, lead into the, to the sermon a little bit. And so what we did is we took a sheet of paper and we divided it into four sections and we kind of shared a little bit of our family. And so one area was like, what's one thing we find interesting or love about our dad? What's one thing we love about our mom? What's one thing we love about our, our family? And then what's our favorite memory of our, our family? So we were going to share a little bit of what we had. You guys are going to have to come a little closer here. Come on, David. Do you, do you want to go first, David? Can you? Okay. You guys are doing a great job. So 
What's what's one thing you enjoy about your dad? Uh, how he helps me when I'm in trouble. That's a good one. Cool. How about you, Anna? Uh, that we can go on walks. Yeah. Anna drew a lot of colorful pictures that she'll show you later. How about you, Ethan? Um, I got to do lots of guy stuff with my dad. My dad's good at fixing things. That's always helpful. My dad is very considerate of others. Little Aaron can't talk quite yet, but I'm sure I'm sure in a few years he'll have a few things to say about Ben. <laughs> do you want to do another one, David? How about what's your favorite thing about your family? How they're nice to me when I'm in trouble. Yeah. How about you, Anna? That we can play games. Yeah. Games are always a lot of fun. My family is funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my family is caring. Mm-hmm. My family is very kind and loving. What do you guys want to share about your family, Moses? My sister is always kind and other things. I have a lot of fun playing with Haley and Moses. That's good. You guys want to do one more? How about we do our, our favorite memory that we have from our family? Mine was when we went to Florida and swam. Driving to Ohio. Yeah. A three-week road trip. Three weeks. That's a long road trip. Um, going to Florida, swimming at Water Park of America in Wisconsin Dells. Yeah. Um, Florida, swimming in the ocean, and um, Colorado, getting to visit our aunts and uncles and cousins. Going to our vacation. Those are always fun. Uh, this year we went on a seven-day vacation to Illinois, so that was fun. Stayed at three hotels. Should we do one for mom? So, so, which two of you wants to share about your mom? Do you want to do yours, Anna? Okay. How about you, Anna? That we can pick, pick flowers. Yeah. Haven't seen any f- pick flowers. Ha- haven't seen flowers come up yet, but they're coming. Do you want to go with Tim? Good at cooking and singing. How about you? How she feeds me tuna burgers. Famous ones. Yeah. Okay, we want you guys to stay close. Now, let's thank them for what they shared. You guys stay right in here. Stay right, because we we're going to do some more stuff with the kids. And we've got uh, uh, Darlene going to come up and share. So you guys can come sit down right here, right now, because we want you to stay close. Darlene, come on up. She's got something special to share about something that happened to one of the children here. 
listen up. We have our grandchildren with us, Samuel and Matthew. And we're so blessed because I've had many of you pray for Samuel. When Samuel was born, he had a stroke at birth. He had many seizures. I think I'm going to cry. We're, we're okay with that, and I'll help you if you can't read it. But you go ahead. Okay, so I've asked many of you to pray for him. And we had many people fasting last Sunday for him. And this is Sam's account of what happened to him when God healed him starting Monday evening at the healing rooms in Redeeming Love Church. I felt power go into my neck. It went from my neck into my chest and into my heart. My heart pumped the power out to the rest of my body like it pumps the blood. At night and Monday while in my bed, my heart pumped the power into my head it had a sleepover there. Next morning, it got out, left my head. It went to my stomach and waited there. Then last night in bed, Jesus told me, I am fully healed. How does that feel? Do you want to say anything, Sam? Because we remember you. You were here before. And we had a wonderful time then praying for you. So we're so glad that you're here today. This is your brother, huh? Wow. And what, how did it feel when that happened? I don't know. You don't know? How does it feel now? Okay. Okay. That's wonderful. Let's stretch out our hand towards Sam to, for the Emotions and uh, could I share something real quick? Sure. Could I talk to you a little bit about you? Grandpa, these two little boys are so awesome. There's two more grandsons in North Dakota, but these two right here, right now, are so awesome. They get along so well. They work together. They play together. They fuss together, they do all kinds of stuff, but they love each other so much. They love their mom, love their dad, and even their grandparents. And the cool thing about what was just read was some of the challenges that this young man faces. He, I don't think he could have quite articulated what was here and I had quite a chat with mom to see how, how this came about and it really wasn't kind of leading questions, forcing words and directing the conversation this is kind of what came out and it's hard for me right now but he wasn't quite able to articulate on the level of what you heard so I'm just I'm going to be really protective of these guys and protective of what's going on here. But that's not nothing. It's not nothing that's going on. These guys love the Lord, and they're both asking about offering already. They want to do offering too. So, so we bless Sam. We bless Matthew. 
We are so thankful that they are here today. And we're so thankful, Father, that you reached out your hand from heaven and you touched Sam. Sam, I'm just going to put my hand right here on your head, okay? You reached out your hand. Now we extend our hand in your name, Lord Jesus. And we bless our friend. We bless our brother, Sam. We're so thankful that you love him. And in your love, you heal him. You heal his emotions. And you take away the anger that was there. And you fill him with love and with peace. We are so grateful. And yet you enable him to walk into his future with peace and in the love of God. Amen. Thanks for coming today. We're sure glad you guys came today. Thanks for being with us. You can come back anytime, okay? You're welcome here. Thank you. Okay, if you want to, you can sit down with these kids for the rest of the time if you want. And we have another uh, older boy that we want to pray for. Uh, Dad, if you want to come up, you can, or, or I'll, I'll just uh, pray on behalf of Isaac. Isaac belongs to Steve and Laura, and they've been hearing words in the last couple of weeks that Isaac is not doing well. He's doing very poorly emotionally, and so we're going to pray for Isaac. Isaac doesn't want to live. Isaac uh, doesn't feel like living anymore. And so we're going to pray and fight for Isaac because Isaac doesn't want to live. And we want him to live. We want him to, to live and to live to, uh, to his full destiny. And so as we pray for them, if you're, if you're near the back, you mind if we, can we put our hands on you guys as we pray? Uh, Steve and Laura, you comfortable with that? So just put your hands, if you're in the back, put your hands on Steve and Laura there. Because this is a tough one for a mom and a dad. This is a scary one. This, uh, this, could, this could knock the wind out of you real easy. And so we pray for uh, your comfort for Steve and Laura. Let your comfort just be poured out in rich measure upon them now. We pray against fear. We pray release from fear in Jesus' name. And we, we speak into Isaac. The word Yitzhak, Isaac, in Hebrew is Yitzhak, and it means he will laugh. And when God told Abraham, he was going to have a, a child, a boy. Abraham laughed. And then when they told Sarah, she laughed. But God had the last laugh because he brought a child and named him. He will laugh, Yitzhak. And so we pray that he will laugh again. He's got a destiny of laughter. And that's why Satan doesn't want him to laugh. He wants to take him out. He wants to uh, take away his joy. And we say, Isaac, you have joy in Jesus. You have joy in the Lord. And we speak joy into Isaac, freedom from the enemy. We say no claims on him. You have no claim. He is blood-bought by the Lamb of God. He belongs to the Lamb. And, And we say, spirit of death, get away. Spirit of death, be gone from him. 
no influence over him anymore. We release him into the life that he's called to live. We bless Isaac today. We bless him. In the name of our beloved Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Put your hand there on Michelle, right there. And um, we want to bless Michelle. She's in a place of transition. It's very difficult for her right now. And uh, looking to where she is going to be, where she's going to be living. Father, we bless Michelle. We, we pray that these next days that, that uh, there will be an answer for her answer about where she's going to be, where she's going to live. Thank you for her among us, a woman of God, a woman filled with life and filled with the Spirit. We bless her in Jesus' holy name. Amen. you that I have a Bible around here and it's I'll bet it's black and I'll <laughs> bet I put it so down somewhere. You have it. Okay. And I've got 40 of these so some of you will uh, share every other one. Turn to Matthew 18. As you're turning I'm just going to make a, a couple announcements. In two, two weeks from yesterday, we're going to be talking about Dare to Dream, a seminar on Saturday. We've been doing seminars on Saturdays, and uh, we'll be doing uh, Dare to Dream. And I've got, I thought I had books out of here, but I gave them away yesterday. I've got more that I'll get out. They're free for you if you want to come to the seminar, or if you can't come and you want to read the book, that's okay too. Matthew 18. Okay, kids, you listen up because it's talking about children and what Jesus thinks of children. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? I've got sad news for you. They had asked that question before. Did they ask it again? They asked it after Jesus gave the words of institution before his death. In Luke 22, at the same, in the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, This is the cup of the New Testament in my blood, which is poured out for you. In verse 24, also a dispute arose among them as to which of them was considered the greatest. Not very good timing. It was never very good timing for them. So, they're going to argue about who's the greatest, and he called a child. Actually, this was a little child. We don't have too many little children here, but we have a few. And he said, I tell you the truth. Now, when Jesus says, I tell you the truth, 
He's not just saying something slang. He's getting our attention because he wants us to hear. So, I tell you the truth. Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So I read that and I thought, I want to become like a little child. So I got my teddy bear and I got my crayons. Now I'm being like a little child, right? Oh, I love, I love you, Teddy. I love you. This is so, so nice that you're here in church with me today, Teddy. I know, I like you too. <laughs> and I just got my crayons because the Bible says to be like little children. And don't they like teddy bears and crayons? Is that what this is talking about? <laughs> Becoming, okay. What is it talking about? If it's not talking about teddy bears and toys. Got any ideas? What's it talking about? It says to be like children. What do you like anyway? talking about here? He's not talking about child-ish. He's talking about child... What's child like? Confidence that your parents are going to take care of you. Mm. Confidence that your parents are going to take care of you. Cling to safety. Pardon? To cling to safety. Cling to safety. Believe easily. Believe. stepped outside uh, a, a few months ago. It was back in uh, October. And oh! <laughs> a tractor. <laughs> Anything else? Very honest. Yes, too honest. <laughs> Hey, Pastor, what are you going to do with the quarter my dad put in the offering plate? <laughs> yes. Uncomplicated. Wouldn't you like that? Oh, my. I'm a little too complicated, I think. I know. Yes. Yes. A sense of wonder. Uh huh. Yes. You're determined. You're determined to what? To win. To win. Whoa. Okay. Determined. That's a good one. Yeah. 
They're open-minded, which is a, a real plus. It can be a liability. Yeah. Nothing is impossible. Man, you guys have a lot going for you. Whoa. When Israel was asking me, he asked me for a slingshot, and I said, sure, I'll get you a slingshot. And he never saw it. It didn't come. Finally, he used the P word. Do you know what the P word is? You promised. <laughs> that nailed me. And he ended up with two slingshots, not with one. So I want to share with you some of the things that I saw when I looked at, at what Jesus values about. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say things that I appreciate about kids. And then I'm going to say what he says to kids. So first we're going to talk about you, and then we're going to talk right at you. <laughs> okay? That kids, obviously, model critically important kingdom values. They model it better than adults. And I hadn't thought about it until yesterday when I thought that kids receive something with grace because they know they're not going to pay you back. And it's adult-like to, to, to sometimes feel uncomfortable. Ooh, well, that was extravagant. Jesus gives not so that we'll pay him back. He doesn't, we don't earn a paycheck. We are given salvation. We inherit the kingdom. How wonderful that they model kingdom values. We learn about life with God from kids. Heaven greatly values children. They are gifts from God. They are reward, not, a, not just a responsibility. They help us win over the devil. They are our greatest asset. Number three, someone already said it. They're vulnerable. I, I was the principal of the school at, uh, that we had out in California and we had uh, a lot of children there. Once I asked them this question altogether, uh, it was kindergarten through 12th grade. I asked them, how many of you go to bed afraid at night? What percentage do you think raised their hands? This is a Christian school. Solid, wonderful parents. The majority of them raised their hands. And that, that really made me feel sad. Because sometimes kids don't share how they feel. And maybe they never told their parents that they went to bed afraid. It, it is so true that really little kids have feelings I just heard a couple days ago about a three-year-old that was feeling like, I am too this, I am too... She didn't like something about herself at three years old. We don't want to forget that kids have feelings, and they truly are vulnerable. They're capable of deep hurts at early age. One of the things that I pray for most with young people at Communitas is healing from what I call father wounds. It may be a mother wound. It may be a pastor wound. It may be a, a teacher wound. It may be a coach wound. 
Most athletes have coach stories of, of abuse and justice. But so many of our young adults need healing from wounds they experienced early in life. And some of you are shaking your head yes, and you know from personal experience that they have feelings. They're easily neglected. God does not want little children to be ignored. The disciples did not take them seriously, but Jesus did. They're easily taken advantage of, overlooked, unguarded, and abused. They need a greenhouse to survive, to, to, to thrive. When it comes to receiving, adults are not good at receiving. Children are real good at just taking in it. And that's one reason why we're called to be like them. Because we need to dial down our analytical mind, our mind that justifies or defends or, or uh, holds off. If we're victimized, we hold off blessing. We resist hope. And so we need to come to the place where we can just say, okay, Jesus, I need you. I want you. I take you in. I receive you. Kids, thank you for modeling that for us. You're good receivers. Number five, they're worth the trouble. Heaven does not regard them as unworthy of our time. Heaven watches them, gives them personal protection. Angels, let me read this. Seven, verse 7 of Matthew 18. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to sin. No, that isn't the one. Oh, verse 10. See that you do not look down on one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. Isn't that beautiful? It suggests, yeah, did you have something you wanted to say? At bedtime, there's an angel uh, who can make faith to look in that eye. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Did you hear that? At bedtime, angels that, that are, are looking at the face of God and they're watching over you. Man, that's, that was wisdom. <laughs> they can't be left alone, but they often are. They do not have the innate goodness, and they cannot survive on their own. If trained right, they will go right. And God gives the responsibility for children's beliefs, behavior, and education to parents. Parents are pastors and teachers. Parents raise their children. Children, did you know this? Children don't raise their parents. Some kids do. The church does not raise children, and neither does the school or society, although they sure, all of those can help. Let me share a couple things with you kids. And this is for kids that know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, the most important thing we can do is to say yes to Jesus. That's the biggest thing that we can do. The Bible gives some words to you right from Jesus. What's the most important word? that comes straight to children about what you're called to do. Right on. You got it. 
clear from Paul's words and Jesus' words. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then Colossians, he says the same thing. Children, obey. Is it easy for you to obey or is it hard to obey? What what would you say? Is it hard to obey? Well, then we'd like to pray. What makes it hard? You know? You're not sure what makes it hard, but you find it sometimes hard. You find a struggle inside to obey. Okay. Well, we wanna, we're going to pray for that to make it easier. Children, the highest goal God has for you is to learn obedience. It is a higher goal than learning to spell or to, do, or to multiply. Obey quickly, joyfully, and accurately. Disobedience is foolishness, and it's also dangerous. And you look on TV, and you see kids that are disobeying and are getting away with it and having fun, and we laugh at it, and we shouldn't laugh at it. Because it's not good to disobey. It's very dangerous. The second thing the scripture tells us to do is to honor. What does it mean to honor? We obey them, but we also honor them. What does that mean? I can see your minds working. You're trying to get an answer. Okay, we got two of them over here on the couch. What does it mean to honor them? Not to call them names for sure and respect them for who they are. Very good. So it's... It, it may be something on the inside. When you honor somebody, you have, a, you have a good attitude toward them, don't you? Yeah, what else? Respect them. Yeah. What does the Bible say you get if you honor your parents? Anybody know? What do you get? Okay, it says two things, and one of them is similar to that. You get a, it will be good for you, with you, it'll be a good life, and it will be a long life. Anybody want to live long, or you want to live short? Who wants to live short? Who wants to live long? I want to live long. I'd rather live a long life than a short life. I want to honor my parents. There's still time, no matter how old you are. Well, unless they've gone to heaven. Okay. Yes. And how do we honor? By having a good attitude. Anything? Any other ways that we can honor? Anybody want to share other ways that we can honor? With your words. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop uh, pretty soon. i just just going to say quickly what society says about children. This is not unilateral, of course, but there are certain outlooks in our society regarding children that are dangerous, damaging, and some of these we just need to be aware of. One is that they get in the way. Another is that the state will decide how they are raised. Another is that they're blank sheets ready to be influenced. They're not blank sheets. 
Bible says we're conceived in sin, that we're brought into the world in sin. We need to be born again. It's not enough to be born. We need, we need a new birth. That they are not worth the time they take it, uh, it, they're worth it. You guys are worth it. So let's, let's bless these kids that are up in the front now. Stretch out your hand toward the children. If some of you are close by, you can put your hands on them. We're really glad that we have kids in our church. And there's things that you can teach us as we look to you and see your openness, see your honesty, see the way you treat your parents, see the way you treat other people. That can help us. And there are things that we can teach you as well. We can teach you the importance of putting God first and the importance of obeying. And so, Father, we do pray that where it's hard for them to obey, one said it was difficult to obey, we pray that you would work in their hearts a heart of obedience, a heart that responds joyfully to you. We pray that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, that you sent your only Son down to us as a baby. And we have a baby. We have two babies among us today. What a reminder of how much you love us. And you grew up, Jesus. You grew up as a child. So you are the one that understands a child's heart. Even better, believe it or not, even better than your parents. Jesus understands you. The Holy Spirit can bring you his comfort and can speak to you. And Father, today I pray that you would fill these children with your Holy Spirit. Father, fill them, fill them so that they hear your voice when they wake up in the morning. Bless them as they're sleeping at night. Because you say that you give to your beloved sleep. You are pouring down your love. These children are your beloved. Pour down your love even more. Let them see how you see them. That you embrace them. Let them wake up in the morning just knowing how much they are loved. And that, that you have a wonderful future for them. Day by day, each day walking together. Thank you, Father. Your protection, your angels of protection, as we've already even heard, been reminded of your angels of protection, and your presence, your presence, your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. You're in charge, and we trust you today. And thank you, thank you, thank you. We praise your holy name. And we know, Father, that you often call little children. You call them in the womb or you call them early in life. And we know that you put your hand on these kids and you have a special destiny for them. And I pray that they would hear your voice. I pray that they would hear you speaking to them. 
and that they would respond like Samuel did, that they will know that they have a destiny and a future and a wonderful hope. We bless you in Jesus' name. So I'm the uh, shepherd of my children. And uh, so I have my own flock, but we're, we are a flock together. And, uh, you know, I just I put out a challenge to you all that while you're not the head shepherd for my children, that you would join me in shepherding my children and others. Because, you know, no matter what your age is, you know, you have things to impart. We were talking about this this morning about, uh, you know, some of the young adults maybe mentoring the younger kids. You know, it's level to level. You know, there's somebody that's maybe one or two steps ahead of you that can be mentoring you. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a big word, mentoring. It's just uh, you're one step ahead of somebody, and you're leading them into whatever God's calling them into. It could be in righteousness. It could be in playing guitar. It could be in uh, basketball or sport or whatever. But you are mentoring or leading these people, these young ones, into something. So, again, I want to put that challenge out to you that uh, we are a flock of sheep together, but we're all to shepherd. Good shepherd, Tim. I once went to, there was a shepherding movement in the 70s, and I, I once went to a conference, and there were thousands of them there. And there was shepherding conference. Somebody walked by outside. Man, I didn't know there were that many shepherds in America. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I asked the parents to think if there was anything that they wanted to say to their kids or anything. Uh, I, I don't want to leave anything undone here. If there, anybody came with any thoughts, any ideas. Yes, Beth. See, she won't even let me hold him. This is a much beloved rabbit, and he usually is not allowed to leave the house because he might disintegrate at any time because he's been so loved for six years. Here's your rabbit. But um, the reason I brought that little rabbit is that um, before we adopted Anna, Tim would keep that little rabbit on his bedside table as a prayer reminder. So he'd see this little stuffed rabbit, and we didn't know who Anna was yet. We just referred to her as Mei Mei, which is Chinese for little sister. And we were waiting and waiting, and so he would just pray for Mei Mei. And then when we went to China, Tim, we packed the little rabbit and brought it, and he gave it to her. And this is her favorite rabbit, and he goes by the nickname Rawi. But anyway, the reason I... Or Rabbit Bentley. But the reason I brought it was um, I just wanted to encourage everybody, not just the moms and dads, but aunts and uncles. Um, I feel so strongly that ministry that, that aunts and uncles have, as well as moms and dads, to praying for the kids. And Rabbit Bentley is our little family reminder of prayer because that was Tim's prayer reminder. But I just, I just want to encourage you on how important that part you all play in the children that God has put into your lives and just being there like Tim mentioned to to mentor them even in a, in a small area if you can do that that would be so wonderful 
I personally long for older young men and women who would want to sow into my kid's life. That would mean a great deal to me. And then just to be praying for your kids as well. And Anna, can you help me? Can you come up here for a minute? I brought your verses. He is a good, very good brother. Anna um, has been learning verses at school, and she picked a couple that she wanted to share that have to do with parents loving their kids. And Do you want to read, Anna? It's all the Lord, or even a child is known by his actions, whether his conduct is pure and right. Proverbs 20, verse 11. So she just read, even a child is known by his actions, whether his conduct is pure and right. And what did you want to say about that one? I forgot. That's okay. Do you want to read one more? Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. Psalm 99, verse 5. And what did you want to say about that? Forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at home, she said. Um, Remember, what do we do together? Um... Worship the Lord and sing songs together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do it together. Yeah. Oh, you want one more? Okay, one more. Okay. Wait. Yeah. All scriptures is God's spirit and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Second Timothy three sixteen. And what do we like to read together? The Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I know a verse. You know a verse? Three of them. Can you give them to us? I forget two of them. Okay. Which one do you remember? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1 1. Wow. And, And who is this? This is Brown Bear. You understand where he got his name? Cool Bear. Is he yours? Yeah. Okay. This has really been fun, kids. Thank you. Would you read these questions that are on the back? How seriously do we take their openness to the Lord? Are the gifts of the Spirit available to them? How much should we expect from them? How much should, I'm just asking questions. How much should they be included in times of prayer? Should they be having a personal quiet time like we do? Are you, are you, were you pointing a finger there? I don't know. Is there a junior Holy Spirit? I think, do you get the same Holy Spirit that adults do? Do we get the same Holy Spirit that Jesus got? That is pretty powerful. Wow. Oh, my. We're going to get another. Are we getting a word here? Did you want to share something? You can if you want. Okay. I need answers, honey. I need answers. I'll take them any way you want to give them to me. Okay. Did you want to share something? Oh, please. A verse. We're getting a lot of verses today. So this is in Isaiah 44. 
So I speak this over all of you kiddos. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. <laughs> you cuties. They will spring up like grass in a meadow, like poplar trees by flowing streams. One will say, I belong to the Lord. Another will call himself by the name of Jacob. Still another will write on his hand, the Lord's, and will take the name Israel. Um, that is one of our inheritance verses. And I just, yeah, I would love to, to pray for the kiddos. Okay, we're putting our hands on them here. Father, we thank you that each one of these children are a precious gift from you. They are a miracle. They are fearfully and wonderfully made. We thank you that you knit them together in their mother's womb for such a time as this, God. We thank you that you have a destiny for each one of them, God. And we declare that no weapon formed against any of these children will prosper, but that instead in all things... Each one of these children will prosper and be in good health, even as their souls prosper, God. Lord, we thank you for, um, again, for the fact that they're gifts, that they are a reward from you. They are a reward from you, Lord. And so we bless their bodies, their souls, and their spirits. We bless their relationships with their parents, God. And we bless their relationship with you, Lord Jesus. God, we pray for fruitfulness, God, in these children's lives. Lord, I just bless them in being established, rooted and grounded in your love more and more all the days of their lives, God. I pray that they would be established in their identity in Christ Jesus, God. They would be firmly planted and established in their identities, God, and that nothing would sway them, God. Lord, we pray that, that your truth would guide them and guard them. We pray that they would wear your armor every single day, God, and that they would take up the sword of the Spirit, God, not even in a defensive posture, but that they would be on the offensive, God. We thank you that these are maiden warriors and warriors in the kingdom, God, that you're raising up an army, Lord, and that these children are a part of that. So we bless them, God, as worshiping, warriors in the land, God, in this army of love that you're raising up, God, that they would live a life of love as dearly loved children, God. That's who they are, and I pray that they would not only know that and believe that, but they would feel your love for them every single day of their lives, and then they would be conduits of your love, Lord Jesus. We bless these children, God. I speak shalom over these children, God. Shalom, God. Peace and prosperity and total well-being, God. And Lord, I thank you that you are the one who determined the family that they were born into, God. That that is your, your great and glorious plan. And Lord, I bless each family here, Lord. Each and every family here that they are, um, they are an an. Ambas they're ambassadors, Lord, each one. And each home is an emissary for the gospel, Lord. 
So I thank you for that. May they see themselves as a family unit, God, in your kingdom. And Lord, I thank you that these children are supernatural, that we are all supernatural and they are supernatural, Lord. And I just bless them in walking in signs, wonders, and miracles, God, for your glory, Lord Jesus, for your glory. So Lord, thank you for each one. Thank you for giving them to us. Thank you for blessing this community with these children, Lord. And we just, we just speak your name over them, Yeshua. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we love these kiddos. Help us to know how to express that love in all the ways that you lead us to every single day. In Jesus' name, amen. you got to say what we're doing. We are going to be singing uh, some a scripture from a Bible, the Bible in Hebrew. Whoa! In Hebrew? Mm-hmm. You know Hebrew? Yes. Uh, oh. A little. A little. We, were, we went to a... We, we met with some friends a couple of times, and she taught us how to speak a little Hebrew, so... Okay. You gonna say it or sing it? Sing it. Sing it. Okay. Look, get this mic. I forgot the first word. Ready? Breshit bara Elohim et Hashemayim ve'et ha'adis ve'ha'adis ha'etavetohu ha'vohu ve'hoshem. And that's all we know, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's it. Good job. Wow. Quite a morning. Thanks, kids. Now, I'm going to speak words over all of you, and then we'll turn this time into a prayer meeting. We'd like you to just turn to someone else. I bless you. You bless one another. Deal? Okay. And you can make it as short or as long as you want. But look at them and then just give them a blessing. And this comes from God speaking to Moses, who spoke to Aaron, said, put this on the people. Here goes. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you you and give you peace in the name of the Father of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.